This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries. Today on Live Your Faith. And Abram now comes to town and they say, How you good morning, Abram? He comes to the store. He says, My name is not Abram. No? What's your name now? Abraham. Abraham, father of multitude. Everybody in town, though, can see that, first of all, the man's like almost 100. They know the wife. She's been shopping down here, too. She's 90. Welcome to Live Your Faith. I'm Keith Butler. The purpose of this broadcast is to help you be what Jesus said he would like his people to be. Mark chapter 4, verse 20 says, praise God, those that are good ground produce 30, 60, and 100 fold, 3,000, 6,000, 10,000 percent because of Romans 1.16. Romans 1.16 says that the word of God is the power of God. So we're going to teach you how to act on that word, how to defend with the word, and much more as we go right into this telecast in the name of Jesus. Well, we know that Abram accepted the covenant. Amen. God's going to lay down some conditions for him if you read chapter 17, which I won't take the time. It's not necessary to, to do so. Verse 15. And God said unto Abraham, now, nah, he's not Abram. He's not our father anymore. He's father multitude. God said unto Abraham, as for Sarai thy wife, don't call her Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her and will give her a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Amen. In other words, the words out of her mouth and his mouth together because the strongest faith bond you could ever have is between a husband and a wife. The Bible calls them as one. That's why Satan wants to break up your marriage. Because when you are together as one, when Deborah and I are together as one on a faith matter, we can't be beat. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, now, if you, you get her calling herself mother multitude, you get him called now, now, the thing about it was, he made the decision to obey, but he wasn't there with faith just yet. He just got started. Amen? But it don't take a whole lifetime to get to a place where you can have what God said happen. In fact, we read here after God said that, verse 17, Abraham fell on his face and laughed. And he said, in his heart shall a child be born unto him that's 100 years old, and Sarah that is 90 years old, bear. And then he said, oh, that, you know, the, the child with the, with the girl, Hagar. All that Ishmael shall live. So he, he, he hears the word, face available, but he's not there yet. Amen. He heard what God said, but at least he's going to start heading what God said. My name is Abraham. Her name is Sarah. 
And don't you know that they got ridiculed when they did it? Amen. If you are 99 years of age and he's got 300 servants, we know that at least 300. We know he's got 300 servants. We also know he's very wealthy. We also know he's very well known. And Abram now comes to town and they say, How you good morning, Abram? He comes to the store. He says, My name is not Abram. No? What's your name now? Abraham. I'm hum, father of multitude. Everybody in town, though, can see that, first of all, the man's like almost 100. They know the wife, she's been shopping down here, too. She's 90. They know they have no children. Come on, somebody. And now this dude walks in the store calling himself multitude father. Now, they may have smiled because that's a rich man. You don't mess with rich men. They may not have messed with him, but behind the scenes, psh, psh, and all over town, people started talking about you. And amen. It was, it was this day, it'd be all over social media. Because people on social media are too chicken to say something in front of your face. But they'll say all kinds of stuff because they can't be seen. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Well, the same thing is going to happen with her. Uh, amen. When she hears this, she's going to laugh too. And God's going to say, amen. Is there anything too hard for me? But as they continue to say every day, hear what I'm telling you. Every day they're saying Abraham and Sarah. Every day they're calling themselves father and mother of multitudes. Their body started getting younger. Their faith began to rise. Each day as they said the word only, there became a change that happens under them. Now, how did the Lord Jesus operate? We saw the Father operated. How does Jesus operate? We know 1 Corinthians 15, 47 said that Jesus is the Lord from heaven, but he called himself a man. He's a man, a man who walked on the earth. He was 100% God, but also 100% man. You can't kill God on the cross. He had to be man. It was man who fell, and so man had to pay the price. Man was raised from the dead. Seated at the right hand of the throne of God right now as a reborn man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But how did he operate? Well, turn, turn to St. John chapter 8. How did he operate when he was in the earth? Can I get three hallelujah somebody? Can I get three praise the Lord somebody? Well, in John chapter 8, take a look at verse 26 over here. Amen. Jesus is speaking. He said, I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true and I speak, underline. I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. I heard him say it, that's what I say. They understood not that he spake of them of the Father, Jesus said unto them, when you have crucified me, lift it up, then shall you know that I am and that I do no thing of myself. But as my father taught me, I speak those things. I've been taught what to say. That's what I speak. He that sent me is with me. Father has not left me alone. I do always. I underline that word always. That means all the time. I do all the time that which pleases him. And he said what pleases him is my saying what he said. Doing what he did. 
or instructs me to do. Furthermore, in John chapter 12, Jesus says in verse 49, praise God. John 12, 49, Jesus said, for I have not spoken of myself, but the Father would sent me, he gave me a commandment. Well, what commandment did the Father give you, Jesus? What I should say. What I should speak. I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I say, therefore, even as the Father said to me, so I speak. In other words, Jesus said, I don't even choose my own words. I only say what he told me to say. So we see what the father did. We saw what he did with Abraham. Now we see how Jesus operated. What about angels? Turn to the 103rd Psalm. We'll take a look at verse 20. Praise God. Amen. Do you know that you have an angel? Amen. Hebrews tells us one. 113, 114, the angels hearken, or the angels are sent forth rather, to minister for them, not to them, but for them who shall be heirs of salvation. That's you. But Psalm 103, verse 20 tells us how they operate. Blessed are you, Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Now, the Hebrew word voice. It's the word proclamation. So angels act according to the word of God that is proclaimed. <clears throat> Not everything that's proclaimed. Just the word of God. Now what demon spirits are fallen angels so guess what? They also hearken according to the voice of words that are contrary to the word of God. So with your mouth, you can loose your angel to work for you. Or with your mouth, you can loose demons to work against you. Back to power of words. It's why you're the only entity in the earth, in the planet, and in the universe, despite UFOs. If you believe in UFOs, I got some uh, I got some really pristine land in the swamp of Florida to sell you. I guess they gotta have something to say when the rapture happens and millions of people they gotta have to say something. I guess they're gonna have to say the eight foot tall aliens came in. Killed all them people. That's what happened to them. Something. They had to come up with something, I guess. Hello, somebody. It's some strange times we're living in. Don't believe everything you see in here, folks. W.C. Fields had it right. He said there's a sucker born every moment. Especially those who don't study. Hello, somebody. So they hearken to the voice of the word. Amen. Now remember, we started with Proverbs 18, 21 and 20. Your belly's full because of your words. Death and life's in the power of the tongue because of your words. So no wonder we're going to read the New Testament, James chapter 1. So turn to James chapter 1. Praise his holy name. Amen. We can see this theme both old and new. 
James chapter 1. Let us read here in verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brother, let every man, that would include you. This is James, the brother of the Lord Jesus, half-brother. Amen. James was the leader of the church there in Jerusalem. Let every man, praise God, it said, be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to fight. But I've been a pastor for 45 years come January, and I can tell you what most people are. Most of them are slow to hear, quick to speak, and in a hurry to fight. Just the opposite. Why did he tell folks to be slow to speak? Because the word spoken out your mouth can produce life and death. Now, amen. Praise God. Now, in Joel chapter 3, I'll just, just, just speed this up. But in Joel chapter 3, I'll just tell you where it is. You look it up. Joel 3, verses 9 and 10. Uh, amen. It said, let the weak say I am strong. But didn't the verse say he's weak? Yeah, it did that. What, what did it tell him to say? I'm strong. In other words, to, like God, call those things with being not as though they were till they are. Not to speak the weakness. Pronounce the strength so you can get help. You see, the Greek word for mouth, the New Testament is translated from the Greek, and the Greek, Greek word for mouth is the word stama, or stema, praise God. That word is the front edge of a weapon. You got to remember that in Paul's day, they're talking about swords. Amen, I own a few swords. And what you have with a sword, praise God, you got the edge that's not sharp, it's flat. On the other side, you got that bold edge. Okay, amen. So he said that the mouth, the word mouth is the front edge of a weapon. Now, of course, he's talking about you use that weapon in a certain way. Okay, amen. And what will it do? If that weapon can defend you from a thrust, somebody's trying to thrust you and you can parlay it away. Amen. Or you can go on the offensive with that sword. So what it's telling you about your mouth is that your mouth can defend you against Satan's attack against you. And at the same time, the words of your mouth can be that which you thrust him and back him off with it is written. But today we don't use swords. So today we use guns. At least in America. I was in Europe a few weeks ago and I mentioned guns. And oh. I get where I'm at sometimes. You can't use that analogy in Europe. Okay. Hey, but in America we got guns. There's as many guns as there are people. Right? We understand. If you take a Glock pistol, what you would not do, you would not put your finger on the trigger Face it to yourself. Why not? The thing is dangerous. In fact, you could blow your brains into the back wall with that. Amen? You would be very cautious about dealing with that. 
You would be very slow, at least you should be very slow, about handling that. You would not wave that around at people. And you certainly wouldn't put it to yourself. Yeah, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yet that's what Christians do every day. Your mouth is a Glock. It's a nine millimeter Glock. It was intended for the purpose of shooting your enemy. And protecting you against those who are firing against you. It was not intended for you to do this. I'm afraid. I can't make it. I'm going to be sick. What are we going to do? Oh, my God, why did you let this happen to me? Bang, 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 bang. And you stop the angels of God. Do you know when you got saved, Romans 10, 9, how'd you get saved? Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess, homologio, acknowledge, say, if thou shalt say with thy mouth, Jesus is Lord, highest authority of all, kurios. Shall believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, thou shalt be safe. Why? Verse 10. With the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth acknowledgement is made unto your own salvation or deliverance. Verse 13. Whoever calls on the authority of the Lord shall be saved. In other words, with your mouth, do you know that when you got born again, how many of you are born again? Amen. Do you know when you got born again, you participated in your getting saved? It wasn't just that God's power saved you. Guess what happened? When you said Jesus is Lord, you took your sword and Satan had you bound and you cut yourself loose. That's what you did. When you said Jesus is Lord and Satan had had his arms attached to you and you cut that arm off. Hallelujah. In the same way you cut the arm, praise God, with your salvation, the word salvation means healing, deliverance, safety, soundness, preservation, hallelujah. Satan can bind you with sickness and bind you with fear and bind you with depression and with your mouth, you can cut him off. How? With the words of your mouth. What words? God's, not yours. That's why you need to know it is written. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching good now. Amen. Turn to James chapter 3. Since we're in James. Now in James chapter 3, again, I'm not going to read all of it because of time. But verse 1 says, My brethren, be not teachers, knowing they shall receive greater judgment, condemnation. In other words, don't give a hand this desk. God didn't put you up here. Don't you get up here because you got a nice voice? Or you want to be a preacher? Somebody said you should be one. You receive greater judgment because somebody's going to believe what you say and order their life by it. And you're going to have to give an account, which is why I can't do nothing but preach the word. If there's nobody left here in this church but me and Deborah. Because at the end of the day, even if I live 120 years, that's nothing compared to eternity and going to have to give before God have to give an account for everything I taught you. So I got to make sure it's right. Hello, somebody. Now, I know what he says in verse 2. For in many things we offend all. Now, the word offend here is a peteo, I believe, or peteo. 
It's a Greek word for that. And that means to, to trip and fall. So if many things we uh, offend all, if any man offend not, doesn't trip, doesn't fall, not in word, the same is a perfect or mature man. Remember he told him we'll be perfect. And able also to bridle the whole body. The word bridle means to curb it. In other words, he said what he said in Proverbs. He said, you can cause your body to be healthy with your mouth. And he said, you can cause your body to be sick with your mouth. And we all know people who talk themselves to death and talk themselves into sickness. And a lot of us know people who talk themselves into health. Glory to God. Why? There's great power in words. Then he goes to talk about how you have a big old horse, you know, who's got a little bridle. Big old horse, but you can turn him with that little bridle. Or a big old ship, amen, a huge ship, but just has a little rudder at the back to determine its direction. He says in verse 5, even so the tongue is a little member, but it boasts of great things. How great a matter a little fire kindleth. Now keep a finger there and turn to Proverbs 21. Praise God, 23. Amen. I'm headed somewhere with this and not where you think I'm going. You'll see. Proverbs 21, and we'll see verse 23. It says, whoso keep of his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul from trouble. Now we go back to James chapter 3. He says in verse 6, the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our body parts, members. That it defiles, it defiles, stains, soil, the entire, the entire body. And it sets on fire the course. The word course means the will of birth and the will of nature. And it sets on fire hell. See, one reason why he said, praise God, that what he wants you to do to be slow to speak is so that you don't set the wheel in the wrong direction. Which means you got to take the time to think about before I say stuff. You got to think about, amen, because people always trying to get you to answer stuff. Well, what you going to do? 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 How you going to do this? What you going to do? What you going to do? What you going to do? Amen. You don't have to answer that, and no, you should. You just say, well, I'm praying about it. That's all you got to say. And they keep on saying, I said, I'm praying about it. They keep on, in Jesus' name, I said, I'm praying about it. Hallelujah. Amen. Why? Because you want to go to be like Jesus, go to the father and say, now, Lord, share with me from your word. What do you want me to announce? What do you want me to loose? What word do you want me to say about this problem? You got a financial deficit. I got a money problem going on. I'm going to tell you what to say. Praise God from the word. God supplies all our needs. He supplies all the needs of my house. He supplies the need, all the needs of my church. Glory to God. Supplies the need of KBM. Supplies the need of everything. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Our need is supplied in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank God. The wisdom of God is on the inside of me. Jesus is made unto me wisdom, righteous, sanctification, and redemption. Praise God. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Give to all men liberally. Upbraid of not shall be given him. It's given to me. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. I'm wise in the Lord in the power of his might. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
You need the Lord in your life. I don't care what your background is, what's happened in your life. If you come to him, Jesus said, I will not push you away. How do I get born again? The Bible says if you would believe that he is the son of God, believed he carried your sins, died, rose from the grave, and asked him into your life, you'll never be the same. Yes, Lord Jesus, you would say, come into my heart, save me now. I believe you are the savior. You carried my sins. You rose from the grave and you are now my Lord and you'll never be the same. Live your faith was created to help Christians grow in their faith in God and to become rooted in the word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift. With a donation of any size, you'll receive this pre-selected book of the month, The Power of Grace. Grace is your superpower. Activate it. Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. Glory to God! Hallelujah! I'm here to tell you God's word is true and let every man be a liar. And I don't know about you, but for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will stand for the Lord. Hallelujah! If nobody else is going to go, we're going to go anyway. There's only one God, and he's the only one I will submit myself to. If you've been looking for a ministry school that would properly prepare you for the call of God on your life, then prayerfully consider receiving your training through Bishop Butler program. We have trained students all over the world, and they're doing great things for the Lord now, and we would love the opportunity to train you too. The Pistis School of Ministry is a two-year online hybrid program, and what you can expect to receive is an in-depth study of the Word of God and be equipped with the tools that you will need to succeed in ministry. I can honestly say that Pistis is like no other program. So whether you are a local learner or a distance learner, you can expect to receive the same great learning experience. If you would like to receive more information on Pistis or to register for our upcoming school year, email us at info at Praise God, I trust you're receiving from the ministry. And of course, if you've seen our open, you see that we are all around the world. We're ministering, praise God, across all different sectors, praise God, up here. We're ministering across the United States, and people are receiving, praise the Lord, uh, our ministry one way or the other in over 40 nations. When you decide to become a partner with Keith Butler Ministries, we're doing what Jesus said. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Praise God. And Jesus also told us to take that word, teach all nations, and we are attempting to get it to as many nations as we possibly can. So would you pray about, see if the Lord will have you become a partner with us as we take God's word and, and the teaching of faith to the world. And thank you for it in the name of Jesus.
This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries.